yesterday I had I saw a question that Jesse had posted. And I thought, you know what, this would be a really great conversation to um have uh Jesse get into the money seat. So Bruno, are we ready for that this morning? The money chair. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. right you have you know that's what our tagline is have fun make money make a difference if you don't take yourself too seriously i promise if you take yourself too seriously you won't make a lot of sales just let you know okay so jesse asked is there a good resource for the why questions getting to the why having them answer their why instead of informing of them of the why okay and then she says i'm very direct so this is a skill for me to develop. So Jesse, I called you out yesterday. Yep. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> and she's like, what am I doing here? Well, I want to open it up to all the panelists. So um, I would like them to share. I don't want it to be just me. So Bruno, you can put us all back up if you want. Be, or just Jesse, we'll leave her right there. But but what we want to do is make it like an open forum for the panelists to talk about because Jesse said, I'm I know Jesse, you're a lion. Is that right? I'm a, a lion? Yeah. A lion, yeah, I'm a lion. Yeah. And so if you don't know what that means, they get to the point very quickly. They don't want to, you know, all that other stuff is foo-foo, fuss, you know. You know, let's get to the, get, let's get to meet. You ever go to have an appointment and say, just tell me the price. That's a line. <laughs> Pits. I'm also a lion uh, and a beaver. I'm tied. So uh, I, I just want to jump in and go ahead and answer it. Like the, the, the book that helped me, I mean, I know there's, there's a ton of books out there and, and somebody's going to probably reiterate, you know, the Aladdin factor is a good book and about asking questions. Jack Canfield wrote that great book. But to me, it's uh, <clears throat> how I raise myself from failure to success in selling Frank Betcher. Um, and and I've, I've said it and people, I don't know if they're actually offended or what, but I'm like, this is the holy scripture for an insurance agent. You know, it's, it's not the, it's not the Bible. It's not the Torah. It's not the Quran. It, it's, but it, it's our holy scripture. And um, Frank Betcher made a million dollars a year selling life insurance door to door, picking up premiums every time they were due during the Great Depression. Um, like, <laughs> I mean, a million is a lot of money now. <laughs> Still, he did this back in the Depression and um, something to learn. I read the book before I got in the insurance business. And then once I got in the insurance business, I was like, holy crap, he, he's got it's chapter after chapter after chapter of really digging in and figuring out how to help a client and, and, and digging out their, their why. And he's actually got a whole chapter on the why. Um, but, and I think it's chapter two, uh, but it's a, it's not a book to read. It's a book to study. It's a reference manual. It's something you constantly go back to. It's one of those books that for years I've read once a year. So I've probably read this book 20 times. 
Um, I mean, cover to cover. I've referenced it way more than that. Um, so that's that to me, top of the list. Uh, How I Raise Myself from Failure to Success and Selling. Frank Betcher, B-E-T-T-G-E-R. If you're live watching this, uh, Bruno put it, the link in the chat to go buy it on Amazon. Uh, if not, just go to Amazon and type B-E-T-T-G-E-R. B-E-T-T-G-E-R. There's like one book and that's it. How I Raise Myself from Failure to Success and Selling. I love it. So Jesse, tell us what's going on. And the reason why I wanted to leave everybody up here is because I, they've got wisdom for you just to pick out one or two. I thought they could just throw it out there and let's talk about it. Cause I think it's going to benefit everybody because we all struggled with that in the beginning. So tell us what's happening. Okay. So I think everybody might do this, but I do this. I will say what I'm, I'll like have a fake conversation with somebody, but out loud and say words and try and say the right thing. And, or I'll go out and talk to people and I just keep finding myself being direct, being direct, being direct. I'm creative, like I'm very creative. I know I could do this. There's just, it's like, I had to acclimate myself to being able to read William Faulkner because he's a weird writer and just, I did it. But so yeah, I just, I keep telling instead of asking and I need to ask because I understand that it's important for them to feel it and like make that discovery themselves. I understand that. And they don't, they're not, not going to happen with me just telling them make the discovery, have an epiphany, do it. Cause I gave you information, have it, you know? So what would be the biggest thing that you would want to take away from this conversation today? The, the root behind getting to the why, so then I can get to the why. Because, you know, we are we all are motivated to do things for a specific reason, including the way we communicate to people. So what is the root behind it? Besides getting somebody to think, like, what is my root behind it? Because I want to convey information. So what, what do I want to do besides convey information? I mean, I want to get them to think. I want to get them to feel. That's. And if I'm not asking the right question, I would love to know the question to ask. Jake. So I'll just kick it off for a second because I know that the other people on the panel are way more qualified to talk about this. But one thing that, um, you know, I've felt is the root is start with the end in mind. Like what conclusion do you really want that client to come to? And that's going to be the catalyst for the questions that you start to ask them. Right. So, so as somebody who's asking questions to pull information and pull an, uh, an epiphany from somebody, you have to start, and this works with in recruiting or it works in sales. It doesn't matter. You have to kind of have a plan already where you want this to, to lead this client's mindset. So I'll let some of the other uh, folks kind of talk about some of the questions they asked to do that. But I really, truly believe that knowing where you want to end up is the root of, you know, starting that process of asking people questions to get to that. Line. Thanks, Jake. Michelle? Okay, JC, are we specifically talking about leads that you're working I have not started working with leads yet, but I would really like to, but I don't know how to get to the why. Who are you working with now on your appointments? 
Um, I had an appointment with a friend. I've been really focusing on recruiting. I want to focus on selling. So okay, I haven't started that a great deal yet. So with friends, I think it's a little bit different than with leads, but it's very similar. Um, and when I first got started, I mean, it's the same today. I tell them what I'm there to do. The whole thing, right? This is what I'm the bigger picture. Here's what I'm here to do. Here's who I am. And here's what I'm here to do today. And then I tell them again on each step. And so I prepare them. I, ha- I set the right expectation about what we're here to do. I, I know that you have a, you know applied for coverage. What my jo- my simple job is to um, field underwrite this, see what we can uh, help you with, apply for coverage, and help you get your family protected. Now beyond that, there's a lot that goes into the why, but. How do you get to that? Why is asking them questions such as some of the questions that Joe just put up a couple of days ago on the 411 channel. How would you those. find yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, I have those. You have those. So, so yeah. So, and, and um, we call it killing people in the home or killing people on the phone. I don't know if you've heard Belle talk about that. I know you're on her team, but Killing people on the phone is something that at the beginning was really hard for me to do. It was uncomfortable. So, but I did, I practiced in the mirror a lot on how to do that. What would happen if last Tuesday your husband didn't make it home? How would things look for you? How would the finances go? Do you have money in the bank to bury him? How is your debt situation? Do you have a mortgage? Do you have children at home? Um, you know, how is your income going to change and how will that affect you? Will you be able to stay in your home? Will you be able to keep your kids at the same schools that they love with their friends? You see, what we're getting is we're getting into personal, personal situations about them. And then you get them thinking, you know, get them thinking, how's this going to look? And you're not trying to project anything terrible, but what we do is we provide peace of mind. We, We can sit and go to bed at night knowing if we don't wake up for whatever reason, our kids are going to be okay. Our family's going to be okay. That's, you know, and then let them answer them be very quiet that's a really important step and that's a really hard step is to let them answer and then you know they might give you surface level answers well you know we generally not if you get deep questions like if you really start asking serious questions they, they can't you know just blow it over um are you seeing that are you asking some of those type of questions um, no, I have not been asking those types of questions. Those are good questions. Those are great. And I'll, practicing in the mirror is a really good idea. That will make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that my husband still makes me do to this day, and I still hate it, is listening to myself, recording yeah. me doing presentations or whatever. 
and it's like screeching on the, you know, um, chalkboard when I have to listen to myself, <laughs> you know, it's all, it, it's hard. It's still hard today. So I won't tell you it gets easier, but do that and it will help. And um, just let them answer the question. And really, sometimes, you know, I have to go into, sometimes I've sat with people and I've started the closing process five and six times. I kid you not. And, and, and how do I do that? I just stop and I start over. And I say it in a little bit different way, but I say it mainly in the same way. So what you're telling me is, let, let me go over this again and make sure I understand. You know, what you're telling me is $40 a month is too much to protect your family. Now, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Um, how much is a pizza dinner for your family? How many of those do you do a month? You know, and I'll I'll say this sometimes. I'll say, you know, and, and this is before I know what they're going to say, before they give me the objection. I'll say, you know, some of my people, you wouldn't believe what they tell me. They'll spend more money on their monthly cell phone bill than they will protecting their family. They'll spend more money on the insurance for their cell phone than protecting their family or Disney Channel or, you know, whatever the it, whatever it is, you can name so many things that people spend money on that is a priority. They're telling you that it's a priority over their family. And this is where you have to really get into that. And it's not always easy, but you can do it in the right way to where it's you're making them aware of something. You're not accusing them. Be careful to accuse people of anything. Just make them aware of it and let them make their choice. That's all I got. That's great. That's yeah. great, Michelle. Thank you so much. Michelle, I love um, your pacing and everything of how you're talking. Because a lot of times when new agents come up there or even seasoned ones, they're so quick to say it and they're so quick to answer because then then it, the, uh, it, it uh, reeks of I'm not confident of everything else. But if you notice her tonality, her pacing, Jesse, she was going to wait for the answer. And sometimes, a lot of times, we go start talking. And we always know this and bits is go like, first one that talks loses. You got to wait for the answer as much as you want to go, us lions. And, I, and bad I, at that. And I mold in a lot of stories in between what I'm doing. And, and I'll give examples of, you know, a customer or what happened here or my own example of what happened to me or a friend of mine who's currently going through, you know, brain cancer and probably doesn't have six months to live, you know, and do you know, have you gone through that with your family or friends? Get them to get into that, get them to get into situations that they've dealt with that may not they might be thinking about but they've dealt with them because that's the reason they filled it out and when you can get to that reason you're gold love it bell i love this discussion uh michelle always nails it i always learn so much from her um 
something that I had to learn in the beginning. And I'm glad that, that you asked this question because I really struggled in the beginning on how to ask questions. Um, and then, and then the appropriate questions to ask. And what I learned was the only difference between being interested and being an interrogator is your attitude and body language when you're asking the questions. So the first things I had to learn how to control was my body language and how I asked the questions. Um, because if you're firing questions at them at like a rapid pace and your body language is tense, you're interrogating, you're not being interested. Um, and so that's something that I struggled with in the beginning. I come from a military background. I was used to being very direct. I have an autistic daughter. You couldn't be anything but direct when <laughs> trying to communicate. So that's that's really the only way I, I knew how, for the most part, my default. Um, and so a good friend of ours, uh, Brandon Bulis, who who brought us into the business, um, he actually took time with me to give me homework that was completely outside of the actual sales. But when I was out in the community, whether I was going to a restaurant, whether I was going to the grocery store, I had to initiate a conversation with a salesperson. And then I had to find out more about them than they knew about me by the end of the encounter and in a way that left them smiling afterwards. And so just practicing those social interactions in my day-to-day -day life taught me how to slow down, how to think about what can I ask this person that one, they'd be comfortable answering and wouldn't feel interrogated and how can I ask it? And then what's a follow-up question to dig deeper on that? Because at the end of the day, when we're in our appointments, Finding out what matters most to them is the key because we may assume what matters are those final expenses and that may not be it at all. It's not about the final expense. It's about they know that their daughter who's already struggling to make ends meet would be put in such a bad situation that then she would have to make bad choices to handle a responsibility that should have been mine on this side of the grass, right? So if we can if we can dig deep on that, but the way to learn to do that is to learn how to slow ourselves down and how to ask a question in a friendly manner that can get to the root quickly. Um, I developed a series of questions that worked for me. Um, one of the books I love other than because that the first book fits that I was going to talk about. Um, but one of the other books is, um, what is it? The Question Your Way to Sell Success, right? So it, it's all about um, layering in the questions and truly listening to the answer. Because if I'm in an appointment and we kill them off. And guys, we are we are at the stage where we've done some bond and rapport, where we're starting to dig into the why. And I'm there and my body language is relaxed and listening. And I'm going to say something like, okay, uh, Jonathan, let me ask you and Megan a question. Um, it, if you didn't come home last Tuesday, instead of you showing up for dinner, there's a state trooper standing there. And, and, you know, Bella's been fussy and, and Megan's been looking forward to you coming home to get that little break. She's got dinner started. She's wondering why you're late. 
she's getting a little aggravated, really. I know I have a couple of kids and my husband's been late before and I get a little agitated. Um, but then she sees it's a state trooper at the door and that trooper's holding your driver's license. And he says, ma'am, are, are you Miss Yakey? And you just look at that license and you know, there's only one reason they'd be holding that license instead of you standing there. In that moment, what does that look like for you and Bella? In that moment, what are your next steps? Can you help me understand what that looks like for you and your family? And then you just relax and listen. And when they give a scenario, well, I guess, you know, maybe I, I call my mom. Okay. Does she live nearby? Would she be able to get here quickly? How's your mom's health? Is she someone who can support you during that time? You just dig in. You dig in and find what matters. Because when we strip away all the distractions of life and get to the root, you're going to find what matters most to them. And it is different for every person. But once you find that, then you can develop a plan to protect that. You can protect that. And it's not paying off a mortgage. It's not paying for a funeral. It's all the domino effect of what comes with that. And when you walk them through that journey, they will open up to, to show you what matters. And so then you just keep referring back to that. But you, you, in the beginning, you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to be relaxed. You've got to be willing to go there with them. Be willing to, to be vulnerable with them. I've cried with pretty much every one of my clients at some point in time. Because the reality is this stuff hurts. And it's not about the, the education. I mean, we educate our clients. It's not about the information because that's it. It's about what's it going to do? What's it going to look like? And so when you can develop a series of questions that help people get there. And again, you'll adapt it for each family. If it's not a couple sitting there, you know, you're going to use a different, a different scenario. You know, um, if you have a, 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 you know, a final expense client, and it's an older lady and you just ask her, how often does the family come to visit? How often do you get out to see them? So if, if they come visit, you know, every, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, Miss Mary, what would it be like for your daughter to show up and knock on the door on Tuesday and you don't answer? And she knocks again and you don't answer. She's getting a little aggravated because now she's got to dig the spare key out of the bottom of the purse that we all know is hidden way in there. And she finally gets the key out. She gets it in the door. She's like, hey, mama. Hey, mama. I'm here. And the house is silent. And now she's starting to worry. She's walking through and she comes to the bedroom and there you are. She's the first one to find you. In that moment, what is that like for Susie? 
what would her next steps be? Would she be able to, to walk through that moment? And if so, what would that be like for her? And just let them answer. Take it slow. As a lion, it's like I, I am that, that aggressive type that just wants to get to the point because I see how much this matters. I can find it in any scenario. But that was a skill that was developed over time. And it started with reading books. It started with on purpose interacting with strangers in safe places, you know, the, the supermarket, the restaurants, and asking friendly questions and then asking a follow-up. My homework was to always ask a follow-up question based off the answer they gave, because that made sure I was listening, wasn't just checking the block. So, you know, um, one of the questions that became my crutch was um, in, in public was, so are you from around here? And that became one of my crutch questions in the home because it became a gateway to ask a deeper question. If they're from around here, great. Do you have a lot of family? If they're not, well, where are you from? And then what brought you from here to there? Whenever you can find out why someone moved, that's a big, a big important thing to them. People just don't uproot everything for no reason. And it's always one of two things, love or money. People, they're coming around family, following someone they, they love, or they're following the work. If they're following a work, ask follow-up questions about their profession. Even if they're retired, they took pride in that. If they're following the people, ask more questions about their people because they, they felt strongly enough to follow them wherever they were. So that, that's your gateway to finding things that matter to them, finding out what their day-to-day -day life is like, and then kill them. You just kill them. And so, and then from there, it, it's, what does that look like? So I don't know if this is what you were looking for. I don't know if this helped, but for me, it was learning to slow down and turn my questions into interest and not interrogation. And that came with body language, tonality, um, just being open. So love it. I'm telling you, I'm getting texts in the Q&A and the chats that they're loving this. Uh, I think Cynthia said here, this is a great session. People have always said we have to get to the why, but they never given a great training like this. Thank you. So this is so much appreciated. And I'm so glad we went here today. Jonathan. Hey, good morning. You say your name, Casey or it's Jesse. It's short for Jessica. Yeah. It just has a C and it's just Jesse. Okay, Jesse. So I'm going to take a little bit different uh, angle here. I don't want to take up much time. We're getting close to it. I know all of us on here could talk about this stuff for hours on end. Um, probably a week would not be long enough to like dig into this stuff, to be honest. But I'm going to take a little bit different angle. So you said that you haven't worked very many leads. Is that right? I have not worked a lead at all, but I would really okay. like to. Yeah, for sure. So how many of the appointments that you have uh, scheduled, how many have you, do you know the number of how many you sat down with? Oh, like yeah, yes. It's been, or... it's been very, has not been many. Uh, my parents, okay. my friend Nate, and my friend Scott. So there's three. Okay. okay. Yes, so I know do you exactly. Think it's more than, do you think it's more than 10? No, it's three exactly. Okay, three exactly. Yes. Okay. So, 
you do need to know this, like what we're talking about with the why. But I think something else is important to note is when you sit down with 40 appointments, you're going to get a lot better just by sitting down with 40 appointments. Right. So I want to come from that angle because I think there's, I've felt this way. So I know there's someone else who has, right. I still feel this way. Okay. As human beings, we want, we want some form of control in our lives. That's our human nature. So sometimes we say, well, I need to learn all this stuff. And we just want to ignore kind of the basic stuff that's boring because we have a control problem. And I'm not saying that to be like rude to anyone. I'm just saying that's the truth. Right. So sometimes it's like, I just need to sit down with this many appointments. I still need to learn and continue to listen to these things, but I need to sit down with this many people. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, because that. yeah, there, there's, you're going to turn in business, you know, like, period. And you will make money and you will help people and you get better. But I just want to come from that angle because I think that hit home with me a lot in the beginning. Right. And I can definitely relate to where you're at. So I know there's other people can too. So hopefully that helps. As yeah. Well. Yes. Thank you. Great point. Great point. Thank you. Jake, did you have, uh, we got three minutes left. So what do we got? I had a question for the panel on this subject and Jonathan, by the way, that was an amazing, that was, that was so true. Love that answer. Um, I had a question for the panel because, um, you know, a lot of times, how do we know when we've gone far enough? Like when, when, you know, when we talk about developing the why it's kind of a section of our appointment and we really want to get to that route before we move on to further on in the appointment. So I would love to hear from, you know, Michelle, Jonathan, about like, when, how do you know you've gone deep enough to move on to the next phase? Like, do you have some cues that you get from the clients that says, okay, I've hit, I've hit the nerve. It's time for me to move on. Um, or do you have more of a, just a set thing questions that you ask, as long as they're answered, you move on. Is there a body language you see from the client? Is there something that cues you that you've gone deep enough with them? That was my question. Yeah. I'll say this quickly. When they start, really talking and telling you a lot of stories that's you know you've gotten there I think um for me um when they start really telling you and, and really getting into the nitty-gritty um and sometimes they do start crying so what is your transition statement from right there Michelle you you got them you're you're in the moment with them how do you transition then because I'm sure people would love to know that so what we're going to do today is we're going to go through some some different things. I'm going to go through some questions, ask you a little bit more so we can find out what's going to be the best solution to protect your family today. We're going to apply for coverage and um, we, we are going to take um, the bank information, all that information. And then once you get approved, I'll be in touch with you and let you know exactly um, when it's approved. And you'll get the policy in the mail in about seven to 10 working days once it's approved. And I want you to give me a call once you get it in so we can go, for, go through it again. 
I tell people this multiple times, what the process is. Yes. And the purpose of that is you're not going to get those objections along the way, right, panel? Because you've already brought it up several times. So, because when you go to say something, oh, no, I'm not prepared. Well, you already said it. I'm sure, Belt, you say it several times as well, right? Is that pretty I simple? Do. Then we'll end with that. We're at 945. Yes, I do. And that's, I always circle back to, that reason that they said. So that's the bookend close all of each and every single time. That's the bookend. Just remember that. Yay. Let's end that guys. Hope you found this helpful. Jesse, go out there and kill it. I know you can. Can I help you? I sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's T-I-M-E-W-I-T-H-F-I-T-Z.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic and pick a time and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you soon.